Good morning, and welcome to Morning Oddities, a short-form morning show with your hosts, Jackson and Colton. And I'm going to continue to talk this way until either I stop from cringe, or yeah, until should, Colton stops me. You should you should do that the whole episode. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> now I must continue to talk this way, because... I would look like a, a total wimp if I uh, quit now, and everybody would hate me. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk that way. <laughs> I don't know how long you could talk like that. Um, me taking I seriously. Don't, like, <laughs> well, I'm I'm losing my voice regardless, so I'm putting all I can into this episode. <laughs> um, still a bit under the weather, uh, getting better, but. So, kind of sort of it's slow going yeah it, i just head congestion and stuff like that nothing you know serious but oh yeah i almost like i went into the urgent care and i tested negative for covid and the flu which is a good thing but <laughs> also means you know they were like well just continue doing what you're doing drink yeah. fluids take your cold medicine take pain reliever and hopefully it will go away. It's like, I almost rather test positive for like the flu or something. Cause at least I can get some medicine maybe. Yeah. Well, not for the flu, but COVID, they have the COVID medicine, but I heard that doesn't work all the time anyways. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's, <laughs> I actually kind of get disappointed when I test negative now. Cause it's just like, okay, what do I have? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just have a bad cold. Okay, but it could progress into something. We all know that. Um, <laughs> that uh, American medical system. Uh, it's great, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> um, anyways, how it's, are you it's doing? Why I it's why I choose not to participate in it. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I rarely, I usually no, try I... to. I mean, I'm serious, though. I, I rarely go to, like, urgent cares now. Because I usually beat it whenever I catch something. But, uh, I, you know, getting a primary care physician again would be nice. But that would require a better job, which yeah. in the process, you know. But we'll, we'll, I don't want to get all we'll depressing. Both, we'll both here. get there at some point. <laughs> but anyways... Welcome to Morning Oddities. Um, uh, I recent. Well, what do you have for us, Colton? Start us out. Yeah. So, uh, oh, matching mugs. Oh yeah. Hey. Oh. Nice. Um, you know, I I'm still using the Odd Drunk podcast background. So if we do start putting video out, which we keep talking about, but you know, not doing. <laughs> because <laughs> you know that's more work and it's really a, i don't know it's a lot of work yeah maybe but at some point but... I, I i will need i'll have to make us a morning oddities background yeah it's pretty nifty that you can do that with even without a green screen doesn't work perfectly but you know uh currently in the process of washing the bed sheets and stuff and my room just looks oh yeah not the best right now yeah, I did. I did laundry yesterday, and I'm I'm very proud of myself. I actually folded <laughs> my laundry the same day 
Oh, wow. Well, it was yeah, cool. It's an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> it usually sits on a chair for a few days before I get around to it. Or it usually, yeah, it usually sits in my hamper and then I just pull out wrinkled clothes. But yeah, yeah I've been trying to uh, <laughs> be good about that. It's just uh, adulting anyways. Adulting. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. Um, kind of uh, blows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not all that bad, but yeah. I this it's week, those little things that annoy me though for me yeah. dishes and laundry. I uh, this week listened to I think I texted you earlier, uh, the uh, new Rolling Stones album. I want to talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I heard yeah. it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm impressed. Um, I listened to one of the songs. Uh, my my first uh. My very first reaction is that Mick Jagger sounds really good. Um, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't sound like an old guy. Um, like Hackney Diamonds. Yeah, Hackney Diamonds, October twentieth, twenty twenty three. Twelve tracks. Uh, it's a good good listen. Not too long, and it's all original tracks, right? Yeah. Or is there yeah. a couple covers in there? Uh there's one cover, I, I think. Um, it's uh they were they cover Rolling Stone, uh blues, uh, muddy waters. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I I listened to Bite My Head Off. That's a pretty cool one. That's Paul a good McCartney one. On bass. Yeah, Paul McCartney's on a on a a couple of them. I think he does like fuzzy bass on that one. Yeah, and he... then they did one with Elton John apparently. Yeah, so Elton That's John cool. is uh collaborated in it. So did Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah. Oh, I watched them perform. Yeah, Sweet Sounds of Heaven. I actually watched that performance. Yeah. They did. Um they uh it's the first uh album in 30 years that uh Bill Wyman has played on. So he plays on a few of the songs, which is cool. Uh, oh yeah, what what is he? I I don't I don't recall. I don't know. Rolling Stones. What does he play? Bass. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was their bassist up until like the nineties. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, they did. Uh, I don't know which which tracks. Um, they did record a few of them before Charlie Watts died. Nice. Um, yeah. Um but no, it's it's I, a, I like the artwork. Yeah, it's a it's a really driving record. It's it's fast and um very I, I don't know. I think the the best the best thing I can say about it is like so I mean there's quite a few of these like older bands that have come out with new records in the past, you know, five or so years. Um mm-hmm. And not saying that those records aren't good, but like, you know, they sound like an old band putting out a new record, you know, you know, um, it's it's this, funny you say that. So last episode, I mentioned the Beatles recorded their final song now and then it's an old mm-hmm. John Lennon demo they found and they got his vocals and everything and did that. Yeah. Um, so this is the first time basically in. 60 years i think maybe not that long but the first time that the beatles 
yeah, the first time that the Beatles and the Rolling Stones are concurrently in the top charts. Oh, wow. <laughs> here in 2023. That's kind of um, fun. So the Beatles now and then... Uh, Debuted at number nine, joining Rolling Stones Angry, which was at number six. Nice. Um, yeah. Angry's a good pretty one. crazy. But um, I mean the Stones, they're one of the, if not the longest like running rock band ever. Oh yeah, they've been around for like 60 years. I mean, yeah. Like <laughs> um... uh which yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, it um, says the Beatles and Rolling Stones together again in the top 10 Billboard chart after 59 years. Wow. That's crazy. Um Yeah, I mean my my main takeaway from the I don't I don't I mean I could go into like a, a more in-depth thing. I think there's some like it feels like it's very Rolling Stones feeling as as you would hope it is. I would um, hope so. Uh, it's drive in, but there's a you know, they still one of the tracks. Uh, let's see what it is. Um, uh, Dreamy Skies, they still managed to get some like uh, cool, like Dobro, you know, uh, steel guitar nice. stuff in. Um, uh, Whole Wide World was a fun song. Um, I think it's the least Rolling Stones sounding song, but it was really good. It almost sounds like, um, honestly, something like Frank Turner would put out okay um it was it, it's cool um yeah maybe I, we ought to cover it for uh, album reviews on the odd drunk pod yeah um keith richards sings on one of the tracks i don't remember which which one it is um and, and just in general i mean um i think they get, did a good job like it sounds you know it's the stones that you would hope for but they managed to still while keeping their identity and feeling like the stones uh, put out a record that feels like it belongs in 2023. Um, it feels modern. Yeah. From what I listen to, I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, it has that familiar stones energy. I mean, obviously yeah. with Mick Jagger singing, that's kind of hard to, I mean, and, and Mick Jagger sounds great in it. Yeah. And like you said, he yeah. doesn't sound like he's 80. No, he sounds I mean, like he's like 40. He sounds yeah, like he's I mean, he sound he doesn't sound like young Mick Jagger, but he doesn't sound yeah. old either. Yeah, I it mean, sounds, it sounds like, like it sounds like late seventies, early eighties Stones is what this album sounds like. But like, yeah, like I said, like it it manages to feel at home as a modern record. Like like they don't feel out of touch, and it doesn't um, feel like they just put it out just because of an obligation. Yeah, um, I was looking into it a little bit. Um, so, like I said, they they started recording this back in like 2018, 2019, right before Charlie Watts died, and uh, they they got some tracks recorded with him. Um, and some nice. interview they did recently, I don't know what it was from, um, but Keith Richards uh, said that Charlie Watts dying, his death was kind of what inspired them to really like get so like finish it about finishing this record um so and so that's that was cool uh and who's their new drummer i don't know i don't remember his name um let's see 
don't know if it's uh Steve Jordan. Right, right. I know he play, he plays on it too. Um Yeah. But yeah, he plays with them live. Yeah. Uh what has he done before? But yeah, uh it's a cool uh it's a good album. I recommend it. Um it's everything I would hope for from a Stones album in 2023. Yeah. That's good to hear. And oh wow, he's 66. Wow, he looks really young. Um <laughs> I was like, oh, they got some young gun, you know, to be their drummer, but no, he's in his 60s. Um he's trying to see what he's done before. I think he's just been like a just a really good session drummer. Yeah. But anyways, um I so I haven't been listening to any like brand new albums lately. I've been going back to some older stuff and I mean just stuff that makes me feel at home again and young well <laughs> makes me feel like i'm a teenager again you know just been yeah. listening to kind of my nostalgic albums getting that itch lately I, I do, um, i've been i've done a little bit of that let's listen to wilco again and stuff like that which is when i was yeah, in high school a lot <laughs> just feel good stuff um but as as far as other pop culture goes, as we talk about here, um, Loki just wrapped up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, just to give my brief review of season two or just the series as a whole. Um, yeah, it's as good as people say it is. It is the best thing Marvel has done, at least as far as their Disney Plus shows are even compared to like some of the Netflix stuff. It's one of their best shows ever. I mean, Tom Hiddleston's performance is amazing and just his whole transformation, his whole, you know, arc from the first Thor movie to in well to Infinity War to Loki. Just crazy. Yeah. Maybe the best arc of the MCU, just his complete (laughs) transformation from douche, you know, completely selfish i mean it's just definitely like the most jealous um brick yeah i mean it's definitely the most like uh detailed like you know drawn out like well well done and it's arts. also yeah it's also um like with the new show is and pe- a lot of people like this it's yeah it's very important it's very big multiversal universal stuff that they're dealing with with the tva and different timelines and all that but it doesn't rely on that it relies what it really relies on is just the writing and the direction and the chemistry between tom hiddleston and owen wilson and i mean honestly that that was like the 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 driving force of season one oh yeah was the chemistry between the actors sitting at a you know off a desk in office in the tba just talking about just basically philosophizing about timelines <laughs> and free will and it's the most entertaining thing marvel's done in a long time yeah <laughs> to be quite honest uh, <laughs> well yeah guardians was good they've still done good stuff i know we talk about how the mc you know marvel execs are freaking out and um 
they just like I said before, they really just need to pump the brakes and just focus on doing quality over quantity again. And I like really honestly, the people that are saying that Marvel's like done with and like the I saw the Marvels too, by the way. Yeah. It was fun. It, it wasn't anything to I mean, it it was just a fun, kind of inconsequential movie. Amon mm-hmm. Vellani's really good in it as nice. Ms. Marvel. And yeah, the th- three main characters have good chemistry together. It, but it's just a fun, short, like 90 minute uh, movie, you know? Mm, yeah. It's in- relatively inconsequential. I mean, it has its in credit scene and everything that ties to the whole multiverse stuff. But um, it feels more like a phase one movie, which. Nice. I mean, I actually, I, I, I actually kind of liked. I haven't gone to see that. I mean, the Marvels is just from the trailers. I was like, it looks fun. It doesn't look like it's not a movie that excites me. <laughs> like, and to be honest, we kind of saw it just it. to do something, you know, for something to do. Right. Um, and yeah, it was fun. It was fine. It's nothing to be angry about. It's not offensive let's just put it this way i rather watch this again than ant-man quantum media because for me at first i kind of liked it but then my second viewing i was like okay the first time i was just riding on the hype Mm -hmm. not that good the visual effects but not just that just the half-baked plot and felt underdone at least this one and this kind of sounds bad it doesn't really have any characters or you know plots that i care enough about to be offensively bad right so i just kind of enjoyed it for what it was and it was fun yeah the villain's forgettable uh but you know that's it's not the first mcu movie with a forgettable villain right mcu has (laughs) extreme highs and lows when it comes to their villains it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like Thor the Dark World was such a wasted opportunity. Um with uh what's his name? Oh, Christopher was, Eccleston. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then good, good actor, yeah. but like I mean and then another <sighs> speaking of which, Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Incredibly wasted Christian Bale, you know, and and it's crazy. That's like, a Marvel it, movie. I have no in inclination of watching Christian again. Bale is in in that movie. He's really good. It's just not in it enough, and there's not it's any just, stakes. And and honestly, yeah. I, I try not to rate movies as heavily like on visual effects and stuff. But it's so offensively bad in that yeah. movie. And <laughs> well, because they're you know they're overworking their visual effects artists, and you know there's only so many of them. And they're, you know, making them work 100 hours a week. Yeah. Barely seeing any daylight and, you know, <laughs> making changes at the last minute. Um, but yeah, everyone's saying that Marvel's falling apart. Yeah, they've had some duds. They need to slow down with their Disney Plus content and just focus, kind of go to take a step back, go back to the phase one formula, I think would be really good where you just mm-hmm. have a couple movies a year and yeah, you can still do some shows, but take a step back. Like Echo yeah. looks really promising. They're, they're pumping stuff it's out be... so quickly that it's like half the yeah. time a new Marvel movie, like I see a trailer and I just ignore it. 
Not right, I don't because I right because it just Marvel washes stuff. It washes like, over you. I'm like, and oh, also yeah, another Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, just lately, they felt just so inconsequential. Like, in fact, my favorite Marvel stuff aside, like this year, my favorite Marvel movie was definitely by far Guardians Three. Like, that's one of the oh, best yeah. Marvel movies, honestly. Yeah, I, I love that. And one. That was great. James Gunn did great. I'm excited to see what he does with Superman, of course. And the DC new DC universe. Um, but aside from that, this year, the things I've been most excited about as far as Marvel's concerned is Loki and going back to Loki. Yeah. Just at a phenomenal ending. I mean, one of the best finales Marvel's done it. Yeah. You know, it's a true. Uh, realization ending to Loki's character that's as much as I'm going to say, but it is a definitive end to his story. Nice. Nice. And what they do with it and just even with the visual effects, like it gets very Baroque and very uh, like Van Gogh. Oh, cool. With some of the like the timeline effects, which is cool. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. And if you're one of those people that are you know it's really into like the big stakes like big picture marvel stuff yeah you're gonna really you're gonna get a lot from this uh but at the same time so jonathan majors plays a huge part in this because uh-huh. he's he remains he's kang and he plays as victor timely in this season right right uh, and it Slight spoiler, but he is basically the Sacred Timelines Kang variant. Okay. And he is, you know, 18 late 1800s science scientists. And um mm-hmm. and Jonathan Majors does a really good job, but he's going to court pretty soon, and we really we don't know if he's uh innocent or guilty yet, but unfortunately. You know, that doesn't matter. Like, they're not going to continue with this. They're going to have, they put so much into him and to his character that it would be incredibly awkward to recast. I mean, they could, but like with the Quantum Mania end credit scene, is going to be so dated. Oh, yeah. Recast. Yeah. It's recast. <laughs> or, I mean, I almost think it might be I a mean, better idea to, I don't I mean, know, it might be a better idea to switch gears. That's going to yeah. they just need to take a step back. I mean, really focus on doing just good m- movies that you could like you said before, it can be set in the MCU or the Marvel mm-hmm. multiverse, but just focus on making good individual stories without worrying and, and, about and they need to stop um, the bullshit of like announcing the next 10 years of Marvel content at the D20 or, you know, the Disney convention or whatever it is. Like, well, you know, when they went through multiple rewrites, rewrites of Blade and two different directors, and then with the strike, like I heard, yeah. uh, 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 what's his name? I always forget how to pronounce it. Um, Masharala Ali. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm pronouncing um, it right. But he, I heard he's getting really tired of it. But he's contract, you know, his contract says he basically can't sign on to any other big pictures 
while Blade is still in production, but it's been stuck in production yeah. <laughs> for years now. And I'm <laughs> glad that they had the thought to say, actually, oh, this is bad. It needs rewrites. Uh-huh. That's good. But at the same time, like, yeah, like you said, don't give us the whole lineup until just wait for the movies to come out. Honestly. Yeah. Un- Surprise us. Release trailers um, for the movie, like announce the movie six months in a, six months in advance. Yeah, don't be Bethesda Marvel. Let let let, let uh <laughs> let fans speculate from production photos but, about, um, about what's happening. No, exactly right. Like, don't don't but, you know on, <laughs> yeah. on the other hand, I'm very positive Deadpool 3 is gonna be, you know, mind blowing and funny and amazing. None of the Deadpool movies have failed so far. Yeah. And with him and Hugh with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, I mean, they would just have to try to make that bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, Ryan Reynolds is writing on it and the same Deadpool writers and uh, director. It's going to be rated R. So, like, chances are it's going to be at least a good movie. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's going to be one of the best MCU movies they've done and a while, of course. And when that comes I, I out, I hope so. Yeah, I right. I hope so. But I, I have a good feeling about it. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Marvel's back and everything," um, but they can't just release new. They can't just release stuff just for content's sake anymore. That doesn't yeah. work. I've seen. I've seen it, some people kind of bring that up as like the way that. Marvel's not the alone in this. It's just Hollywood in general has been like this of treating yeah. movies and releases like content creation content. rather than as art cinema or movies or yeah. film or whatever you want to say um, it is. Uh, but they're treated like it's they're producing content. They're not producing movies. Um, right. But, you know, it's pro- I'm excited for Echo. That looks really cool. Vincent D'Onofrio back. It's going to mm-hmm. be their first M-rated Disney Plus show. Yeah. And they're dropping all the episodes at once. Oh, that's cool. I like that. So, yeah. you know, maybe that will be to its benefit. I don't know. I, I, I um, personally like show... binge, binging shows. but Right. Yeah. Another show I've been getting into, I, you know, kind of slept on it. One Piece. Netflix's live action one piece. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And when it came out, I think back in September, yeah, people were saying this is the definitely the best live action anime adaptation and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I might check that out at some point, but I kept putting it off. I kept scrolling past it saying, "Oh, maybe sometime." Yeah. But I was just bored last night, put it on and really enjoying it, honestly. I, uh, I've I know that Netflix has been hit or miss with like their anime stuff, but I I kind of appreciate that they're like trying i've heard one right. piece um i've heard it's as far as like being a live action anime it really misses the mark because there's just certain certain stylistic things about anime about how shots are framed and how drama is portrayed and how scenes right. are structured and- that live action rarely captures but i've heard as an adaptation of like yeah general concept of one piece it's pretty good i mean Um, all i really knew i've seen some episodes but yeah i mean i think it was good they didn't try to completely replicate 
the whole style and cinematography anime. I mean, that would wouldn't reasonably even be possible to make it right mm-hmm, without yeah. blowing up the budget. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> as you know, all I knew about One Piece, it's vaguely pirate stuff, stretchy pirate boy with a straw hat. Stretchy pirate boy, yeah. And that's, boy, that's... oh boy, it's a weird universe, a weird <laughs> world, but I love it actually. Like, it's the kind of show, like, and this goes for animes, but the live action version does a good job of not over explaining itself but also not alienating new viewers. Yeah. Like it has all the weird stuff you would expect, but I guess the way, the way they present it, it's just, you kind of just roll with it. It's like, Oh, he's got stretchy powers. Oh, he ate a weird fruit. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't hang on those hang up, get (laughs) hung up on uh, exposition or anything like that. You just kind of got to go with it. And if you just go with it, and just have fun with it. it it i i i would really recommend it um even if you've never seen one piece or even if you're not an anime i would give it a chance if i mean if you like vague pirate adventures in a weird mm-hmm. world where some people have 1800s technology other people have mechs yeah um you'll you'll love it <laughs> i've pirate been, uh... mechs I've been watching, um, I, m- I might have mentioned this on one of the shows, I don't know, uh, but I've been watching um, on on HBO Max, uh, Our Flag Means Death, which is... A, oh, the, is that the Takabatiti one? Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's in it. He's not the writer or director, I think he's a producer on it, but yeah. Um, and it follows, it's, it follows Stead Bonnet and Blackbeard um Taika Waititi playing Blackbeard uh and it's a really good it's, it's he played that... by um Rise Davies uh yeah I don't remember his name what's his name um he was in what we do in the shadows uh let's see uh yeah uh Rise Darby Darby yeah 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 and it's a it's a good show it's that like dry New Zealand humor um, right but it's pretty good it. yeah uh will arnett play is in an episode he plays uh calico jack and that's fun oh nice uh <laughs> yeah so our flag means death if you want funny real life pirates mm-hmm. a, a parody of pirates and then one piece if you want anime pirates yeah <laughs> like one of the pirate crew one of the things i really like about one piece there's all kinds of different themed pirates like one of the pirate captains is a clown pirate yeah and like they're a carnival like their whole ship is a carnival and everything <laughs> this other pirate has a pink ship with like hearts on it and like their cannonballs are pink and then but it's just got all that weird stuff you would expect from an anime like you just have guys that like yeah just have all these weird random powers and abilities with little to no explanation yeah they ate a weird fruit and uh but it's a lot of fun i'm having fun with it um i'm on the just finished a second episode and yeah it's it's and it's well done i mean it has good action scenes and yeah it does feel obviously it feels more western but it still has all the weird elements that uh you would expect yeah 
Nice. I'll have to check that out too. I think one um, of the problems with a lot of anime adaptations or even adaptations in general, really. I mean, and this was a problem. Well, maybe not necessarily a problem, but it was noticeable, like with even like the X-Men movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where they tried to make it cool. Yeah. Yeah. They, like they, a little too edgy, like everyone's they, wearing leather jackets and like. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, especially now, nowadays with how popular superheroes and comics and uh, and also like anime has gotten audiences are so much are totally willing to just like forgive weirdness in movies as long as weirdness, the movies but also just as like as long as the, the movies confident in its weirdness like weirdness and the character designs yeah like more people appreciate and like when you just do the true character design because yeah. whenever a studio exec attempts to do what they think, what an old boomer tries to do something that they think is cool, it, it ends up being pure cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah, just roll with it. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I've been playing more Mario Wonder. I got nice. RPG pre-ordered. I think that comes out um pretty soon. I'm definitely excited for that one. Yeah. I heard it's a, as far as from what I've heard, it's a great remake and, you know, it introduces new, some new combat mechanics, but I Mm -hmm. really didn't play too much of the original Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Played a little bit and emulation, but, um, but you know, I, I'm, oh yeah, releases on the 17th, so. Yeah, uh other other big news this week. Uh well, first of all, the actor strike is over. Oh yeah. Finally. Um I don't know the details, so I don't have much to say about it, but that's good. We and um, we have as soon as that ended, uh Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman both made posts related to Deadpool. Ryan yeah, Reynolds you... posted a picture of uh Dogpool. Yeah, there there's quite a few like actors who are like and, um, who are like um both both actors, people in the guild and also like content creators online on YouTube and and stuff who mm-hmm. were holding off on posting certain things or right. making certain content until the strike was over. There's a guy on uh I don't know where uh, YouTube I think who covers Elder Scrolls and Fallout stuff and uh at yeah. the moment the strike was over, he made a video saying, okay, yes, I am going to be talking about the Fallout TV show. I was avoiding the topic until right. the strike was over, but yes, I will be covering that. Well, um, um yeah. so Deadpool was, uh, it wasn't pushed back as far as I thought it would have been. I don't know if oh, this yeah. is, I don't know if it's good news or bad news, but it was pushed to July uh, 2024 instead of May. Um, so hopefully that gives them enough time to finish it. I heard they were about halfway done, uh, with, uh, production at that point, but you still got to account for post-production and marketing and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, but we also got news. This is unrelated, but since you mentioned, uh, uh, video game stuff, well, since we talk about video game stuff a lot, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, GTA six, Rockstar announced that we're getting a trailer this December. Yeah. They 
I didn't. There wasn't there also something about them saying like it's it is going to be like they're releasing a trailer, but like don't get don't get too excited. It's not coming as soon as you think it's probably coming. Right. It's um, probably just going to be a teaser. You know. Hopefully we get. I mean, hopefully we get information on like what city it's going to be I, in and everything. Yeah, I, I heard Vice City. Grand but, Theft um, Auto is a series that. Uh, I mean. I love the series. I've played all the games. They're super fun. Uh, a lot of fun memories with them. And I still, I still play multiple of the games. I'll, I'll log into GTA five or four or San Andreas and, right. and play them for a bit here and there. Um, but it's not a series that I get hyped about, even though I love the series and play them. And I definitely will play GTA six. Um, I just, we've known for a while officially that they're making that they're working on gta 6 and honestly i don't really care because well when it comes out honestly it comes out and i'll play it probably unless yeah that's how i feel um i i don't want to get hyped for something that still might not come out for a couple years yeah. the same thing goes with like elder scrolls 6 yeah of course this is i'll be excited when that comes out but um, this is probably gonna be one of those games where even once they have gameplay trailers out and that sort on all that sort of stuff i'm probably gonna not really care all that much and then a week before it comes out get extremely hyped and like (laughs) right yeah (laughs) like once i realize it's right around the corner then i'll get hyped. then i'll probably get caught up in the hype but like like I, if they're releasing a trailer, I'm like honestly, I don't, I don't really care that much. Um, right, but it's still cool that yeah. it's happening. Yeah, you know, we know it's happening, but you know, it would be nice to uh, get that little. Uh, I'm, I, I guess the the main thing I'm hoping for with it is that it still lives up to the quality of the other of previous Rockstar games, and that they can kind of show us that despite their reliance on like um gta online and you know serve these service model type of games like that that they can still pump out a good single player experience um so well and that's what you know lately curious about we've seen live service games start to fail big time Yeah. yeah lately especially i mean yeah fortnite is not affected by this but like the Avengers game was just yeah. <laughs> basically a, a demo that ended up being a live service game. I mean, what what we've Bad. seen, yeah. Destiny Two, I heard it's pretty much dead at this point, mostly. Yeah. Um, but then we've gotten really good single player games. Well, well, e- even even companies are learning player, that. Well, even the like Spider Man Two was games, well even the single player games that have a live service model to, to them. So like uh, the recent example, Diablo four good single player experience that came out. Bungie wanted to do or not Bungie um, blizzard wanted to do a live service, like roadmap thing. And apparently I don't remember all the details, um, but I've been seeing it around online for the past few months, completely destroyed the game. And well, Diablo it, like, 4 wasn't terrible. just a single player experience though. Like yeah. I'm talking about like games like God of War, Ragnarok, Spider-Man 2. But but I'm talking pure about your single player experience. Live service game isn't, you know, the live service model no, failing isn't exclusive I'm glad. to like you know these massive multiplayer games. Um right. I mean um, what, I think I think what people are learning what hopefully 
you know companies are well like learning. playstation's best um selling uh, first party games are single player by yeah. far oh yeah um, and um hopefully I mean, I, they I learn what... hey let's keep putting let's keep making good content i think there was a period you of know? time there where like companies had a mentality of uh live service models are just like a license to print money and what right. uh, hopefully they're learning i don't i can't speak for them that uh um no a good life service game is a license to print money you still have to make it good right G- gta online say what you will about it has a shit ton of content and it's pretty quality content it's pay to win sure but it is it's not my kind of content yeah it's i mean not, it's mostly well, you try to get good cars it's not but well i mean like they they actually you know they have fleshed it out with like a right. lot of the actual heist. missions and things to do in the game it's not just like these cosmetics and yeah it's not all that i mean that's that's gear. the goal of, the goal of the game is cosmetics and shit but it's but, not just that but yeah. but they actually did flesh it out with content that is right some of it to the right types of players is worth playing um versus like marvel's avengers yeah just it's dead by the way i think they i don't think it is online anymore yeah and i I don't think that you can buy it anymore (laughs) yeah but like that at least not online live service games like that just miss the point of like uh it you can't just do a live service game you have to make it like actually decent even if it's to a specific type of player and what's sad i've said this before maybe not on this show but that game actually had like a decent enough story it was short yeah and the combat was like a good baseline like the whole game Mm -hmm. felt like a cool demo yeah and then they just made a live service and expected that to work yeah, I mean, life service no. models are kind of falling down. Uh, and then there's, I mean, even like, I wouldn't call Minecraft a life service model, but like this Minecraft, this is, I've seen this recently. Um, people are really annoyed with Mojang and Microsoft because they just keep updating the game and adding more shit to it with seemingly no purpose other than because they feel like they need to stay on a schedule of adding shit to the game and everyone's just like please just just stop for a bit like it's been a fat minute since i played minecraft i i don't play it very much anymore but like i i've seen that around like on reddit and stuff like that recently of people just being like just stop no more (laughs) don't you don't need to be constantly updating stuff and and giving us more content we Uh, want i hate it when a update just ruins all your mods and you know you have to wait for there to be a new uh mod loader update or script update script launcher update or something that's got to be the most exciting thing about thing about gta 6 maybe coming out soon is uh uh, they'll stop updating gta 5 so modders can actually like have a stable version of the game to work with. Yeah. 
Well, like Insomniac, I love them. Can't wait for Wolverine. Spider-Man 2 was great. You know, all their Spider-Man games, great stuff. But like they just recently updated the first Spider-Man game again before Spider-Man 2 came out. And I went in to play it. None of my mods work or anything. And I just <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with this. I'll just wait for the new one to come out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just um, hate it. When, and like, yeah, with GTA 5. I've modded it. I've had fun modding, but then like a week later, they update it for online. Yeah, and, and you don't want to deal with the hassle my of fixing it. Yeah, so you it's just, just such a hassle. So you just abandon it, it for so, a while. Well, it took so much time to get it set up exactly how I wanted it in the first place. Yeah, and then they update it, and then I basically have to redo it again. I mean, don't get me wrong. The the updating games can be good, but it like I I saw there's a game ranks video recently they did one of those their top tens and it was oh yeah they're good channel uh, this was funny because they were like top 10 games that spoiled us in the last couple years and and what on their list was kirby and the forgotten land because they went this game was spoiled us because they that game came out totally polished and has not to this day had a single post-launch update there was not even a day one patch that game I, is still yeah, I've been on thinking about 1. playing 0. that one. <laughs> but there, if it ever goes on sale, but I heard it is really good. I'm not, not much yeah. of a Kirby yeah. fan, but uh, it looks But they're like just a good like game. the fact that they're able to just like put out a game and be like, that's it. There you right. go. Well, Nintendo does that. Well, they do that with a lot of their games. A lot, but like, not all even, of them. Even... Like Mario Kart still getting new content, which new content's yeah. good. But yeah. I want it to be worth the update, you know, uh, getting a like every time you open up uh, Steam and it has to update, you know, that just gets yeah. annoying. Some... That's why, you know, a lot of people I remember were really pissed off with uh, Bethesda updating Skyrim to the anniversary edition because it right. oh my God. broke mods and modding. And that happened like... right when I got basically a couple months after I really got into modding. Yeah, that and, happened. And modders were like, "What the hell, Bethesda? We've had a stable version of the game for like four years <laughs> that we've been modding, and then you put this shit out. It's yeah. to the point where there is a mod you can download that is a D patcher. I've used it, yeah, and it takes the game back. I to play the on the pre, special edition, the the pre anniversary edition version of the game. Yeah. <laughs> stupid it's yeah. <laughs> anyway i think this episode's All right probably uh, yeah i think going on that's longer. a wrap all right we'll see you guys next week have a good morning or night or whenever you're listening to this uh it's intended to be a morning podcast but i don't care we're not your boss yeah well <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're world's best boss mugs <laughs> the office oh before we end this i heard they're gonna do a possibly do a office reboot no don't please no that'd be bad even a good version of it is unnecessary yeah just leave it <laughs> leave it alone